You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. So the gold price almost certainly will be much higher. Uh, and in that kind of a scenario, if we're confident in that, we need to take advantage of these per- periodic dips in the gold price, in the silver price, to you know find some stories that maybe it got away from us and and, and build up some uh, some bigger positions. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host Bill Powers. Well, it's my pleasure to speak today with Brian London from goldnewsletter.com. Brian is a commentator and newsletter writer in the junior gold sector, but he's also the host of the New Orleans Investment Conference. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. That is taking place October 14th through the 17th. I'm going to ask Brian about it to share the, about the speakers, but uh, just perusing over the lineups, it's, it's an all-star cast of resource sector and macro financial and libertarian speakers, including such political commentators as Tucker Carlson as well. Well, Brian, welcome back onto Mining Stock Education. Thanks for taking your time out of your day here. And let's start by getting your gold price analysis. Uh, where do you see gold going? It seems like we've been in a consolidation. Should we expect another leg up higher? Uh, where do you see it going? Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thanks for uh, getting me on. I really enjoy our conversations. And you ask such wonderful questions to of all your guests. So it's always enjoyable and, and very happy to be with you today. Uh, I... You know, I've kind of given up on these short term predictions for gold because, number one, the odds are, you know, my opinion is is worth the same as anybody else's. And it's probably going to be wrong. Um, And it doesn't really matter because what we need, you know, a market, especially the gold market, it seems just wants to shake you out along its uptrend. Uh, And so we get these short term fluctuations. And the short term for gold is, ironically, the most uncertain. What we see just ahead or think we see just ahead of us in the gold market is the most uncertain. And where we do have a clearer picture, where we can have some confidence is in the long term view. If we look a year or two down the road, we can be very confident that the gold price is going to be much higher than it is today because there's going to be a tremendous amount of of currency created, particularly dollars, but every other major currency is going to to go through a, a dramatic reflation over the weeks, months and years ahead. So the gold price almost certainly will be much higher. Uh, and in that kind of a scenario, if we're confident in that, we need to take advantage of these per- periodic dips in the gold price, in the silver price to you know find some stories that maybe it got away from us and 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 build up some um some bigger positions. Brian, like yourself, I'm such uh, I'm so biased to the upside when it comes to the precious metals. And I've asked this question to some guests over the last couple months, but do you think that there could be a weakness in the gold thesis at this point? Is there anything that you see of recent that would would poke holes in our thesis that gold's going higher? Just the simple fact that it makes so much sense and everybody's buying into it. You know, the kind of, it, it raises the, the hairs in the back of a contrarian's neck when he looks around and he doesn't see anybody doubting his his uh, his theme, his his theory on, on what's going on. Uh, and, and that, if anything, is the, the main concern I have because of what I just said, you know, that 
not only are is there going to be such a reflation of currencies because of these needs to stimulate the economy and you know it, it's just a blank check mentality on both sides of the aisles in congress in the u.s they're going to spend the money they're going to create all this currency but also the debt that's been created necessitates not just low interest rates but ultra low negative real rates going forward because the cost of servicing those debts would would just collapse the federal budget if you had anything resembling positive real rates so the backdrop for gold the fundamental foundation for precious metals uh, and the monetary metals is going to be so conducive going forward essentially as long as this current monetary regime is in place. As you know, Brian, many of us as precious metals investors complain about the manipulation that we see. And about a week and a half ago, JP Morgan was fined a billion dollars and some other traders pleaded guilty to manipulating illegally the precious metals market. You know, a billion dollar fine doesn't seem a lot to me for JP Morgan. Is there any hope that we'll have true price discovery in the precious metals market and that these big banks won't be allowed to continue to do what they do with the gold price and silver price? Well, I don't think that they're going to be restrained by any regulation or oversight because they're smart enough to get around that. What they can't really get around is the power of an overwhelming market demand for the metals. Uh, and we've seen that. I mean, there's been some curious things going on in the, the futures markets. Uh, we've, we've seen the uh, a rush of bullion into the COMEX warehouses to cover these tremendous deliveries that are taking place right now. So whatever that means, the one thing, the one interpretation that is obvious is that there are some stresses to that system right now as physical demand rises around the globe for all of the reasons we just detailed. So I think there's a chance it could collapse under its own weight because of that kind of demand. But it isn't going to happen on a regulatory basis because, you know, the, like people with money can get a, around tax laws. Uh, the, the people operating the futures markets can get a, a, around any regulation that that uh, they try to put on those markets. So it, the gold and silver markets are perfect for those kinds of games to be played. Even without the motive that that there may be for restraining the monetary metals. Are there any hedges in your portfolio other than gold that you are employing right now due to the volatility we're seeing with the election? Not so much in the way of hedges. You know, I have gold, I have silver, um, both physical, both in uh, the Sprott Trust and obviously through mining share investments. I think the key is in, in this market as we're this market is evolving is is that investors hedge themselves by taking some money off of the table, you know, dipping a ladle into that flow of capital gains every now and then and just taking it out of the market. I think gold and silver are a great place to put it. But the point is, when you have these windfall gains, and that's where, you know, the, the place we're getting at in, in this bull market, when you have these windfall gains, uh, put them in illiquid investments so you just don't plow it back into, you know, the next big story. Let the, the market produce capital gains for you. The mining share market produce capital gains for you and then take those off the table occasionally. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm playing this market very aggressively right now. Like you said, I'm redeploying wins into other private placements or other more speculative, risky, aggressive 
junior gold and silver and copper stocks. Uh, any advice for me, since you have many decades uh, beyond me in the resource sector, would you would you share any advice with me uh, using this approach at this stage in the market? Yeah, just that. Take the big chips off the table. You know, I the best analogy I've ever come up with um, is the game of craps. And the vast majority of people don't know how to play craps and their eyes glaze over when I tell them this. But if they had any experience in it, they would just see that it's the perfect analogy. And it's this, you know, the, the game of craps is a game where the every now and then everything works for you and they throw money at you. You can't go wrong. And the, the flows in are just overwhelming. Uh, and then there are periods where you can't win and they're just pulling all the money out of your pockets, you know, taking the fillings out of your teeth, you know, and it's just the perfect analogy for the junior mining market. But the key is, is if you're playing craps every now and then they throw money at you and you're playing with, you know, five, ten dollar, twenty five dollar chips. And every now and then they th you win and they throw these hundred dollar or, or higher chips at you. The key is don't put those in front of you on the on your rack. Take those away and put them in your pocket and play with what, what else you have left. Take the windfall gains off of the playing field and put them away and forget about them. Um, and that's how you can get through a mining stock bull market with more than just some bitter stories to tell uh, because you've taken them out of the market. Over the years, over the last couple of bull markets, I have taken money out and put them into real estate, for example. Um, and, you know, it's in a liquid market. But if I take them out of the market, leave them in my brokerage account in cash, they're just going to get deployed into the, the next story that I see. And that's not saying you can't have some liquidity in your account and have the ability to participate on new stories as they come out. But you've got to rotate through. And every now and then you just have to cream off the top and take some cash out of the market. That's such a great point. If I leave too much cash in my brokerage account, it ends up I end up buying a stock because I think about these little stocks all all the week. It just it finds its way. You you hit the bid. It's such great yeah. great advice. But where are you deploying right now? We're talking about deploying, and where do you see good value in the junior gold sector? And where have you deployed some of your money recently? I'm trying to go early up the food chain. You know, trying to find the stories when they're still private or just coming public, and trying to get in early now. It's changed a bit because the early stories, instead of trading for five or 10 cents like they were at the beginning of this year, they're trading for 50, 60 cents or something like that. You know, the, the people are getting smart. They're, they're making their initial money off of a shell and then their seed rounds are at anywhere from 25 to 50 cents a share kind of a thing. So you look at that and you say, well, this says good chance of doubling, whereas getting in early in a story earlier this year is you looked at it and said, this is a very good chance of quadrupling. So that's where I'm trying to find it. Now, that said, there are some stocks out there that uh, that I because I've been was so busy and I'm recommending these stocks to my readers, I never bought myself. Uh, and there's some out there that I want to try and get into. I think uh, here I'm going to mess myself up again because everybody's going to buy it and push the price up. But, <laughs> but I like GR Silver. You know, that's one that I missed uh, early on and and I want to buy more of. Um, and there, there are a few others out there that I, I you know, either want to buy more of or get into to begin with. 
Uh, and, you know, that's one off the top of my head that I really like. Excellent. Yeah. And GR Silver is a sponsor. And I did not know you were going to say that. Brian, I talked to a lot of smart people such as yourself. And some of the smart people I've spoken to recently are foreseeing a high probability of a stock market crash in this fall. Some others I've spoken to foresee it next year in Q1, maybe around February, and there's different theories behind why, but I would like to get your thoughts. Do you foresee the high probability of a stock market crash, and what do you see doing that, if it happens, doing to the miners this time around? Well, I I don't foresee a high probability because what's driving this market is uh, central bank liquidity, you know, and and. In that kind of an environment where this really unprecedented levels of liquidity, the the ever easier money um, is driving all of the markets, all of the correlations start to tend toward one and it, it really lifts all the boats. And uh, so I think that's really what's supporting the uh, uh, the stock market, the broader stock market, and it's also supporting precious metals. So they're kind of tied at the hip. If there were to be a, uh, a crash in the equities, it would be driven by some perception that that flood of liquidity is ending. Uh, so therefore, in that kind of a scenario, I don't think it would be good for precious metals as well. And typically, in that kind of a situation, you have a liquidity vacuum. And precious metals don't work well in that kind of a situation over the short term because they are the piggy bank that gets broken into to get ready cash to cover margin calls and the like. But they rebound very quickly. And that's what we saw last March. That will, That's what we saw in the fall of 2008. And if that happens again, I think it's going to be another tremendous buying opportunity in the metals and mining stocks, because we know the central banks are going to come back with not only more of the same, but much more of the same and really blow away all of the previous records. Do you expect the dollar to rise with gold, let's say, over the next six months? That will happen in a special situation where both are acting as safe havens. Right now, uh, that gold is the consensus investment, and it is a bet on certainty and not a hedge against uncertainty. Uh, And that I mean, and, and that's an unusual place for it to be. But when you think about it, the markets are assuming that we will continue to see this tremendous largesse of easy money going forward. And in that environment, the precious metals theme is very strong and is attracting more, you know, programmatic investments from funds around the world. Anything to upset that consensus is uncertainty, and that's when gold is not going to do well. So when we have some kind of an uncertainty, as we had, um, you know, last week when Trump got COVID, um, then gold didn't do well, amazingly. You know, you would think that gold would respond, would, would spike in an unexpected kind of geopolitical event. Instead, the dollar was the safe haven and gold dropped because anything that could potentially upset the apple cart of central bank liquidity, ongoing central bank liquidity, is the risk factor for gold. So gold is an establishment investment now. It's a bet on certainty. And anything that that's brings uncertainty into the markets is not really helping gold. 
As I mentioned at the outset, you are hosting a virtual conference coming up October 14th through 17th, and you bring together a high-profile line of resource speakers, uh, macroeconomists, and political figures, primarily from the libertarian perspective. Uh, Please share with us what should we expect and why would listeners want to attend? What we're doing this year, obviously we're virtual, like everybody had to go virtual. But what I've tried to do is instead of focusing on the disadvantages of the virtual platform, try and take advantage of the advantages. And so by doing that, uh, for one thing, for this conference beginning Wednesday and ending Saturday, I've, I've reached out around the world and brought in the top experts wherever they may be. And because there aren't any issues with travel arrangements, conflicts on travel and costs of travel, I've been able to assemble what I think is the best roster that we've ever had, primarily in metals and mining at the perfect time for those markets. And so we've got, you know, we're focusing on geopolitics, the economy, uh, all of the down to all of the, the, the various financial asset sectors asset classes, but also focusing on metals and mining. So we've got, you know, on the geopolitical end, we've got Tucker Carlson. We've got Stephen Moore, the economic advisor for President Trump. Uh, Otherwise, we've got Robert Kiyosaki. We've got Jim Rickards, you know, Rick Rule, Peter Schiff, Danielle DiMartino Booth, Grant Williams, uh, Doug Casey, Jim Urio from uh, CNBC, Jim Bianco, Peter Bookbar, uh, Tave Costa, uh, Lynn Alden, Brent Johnson, Ross Beatty. I mean, it goes on and on. A lot of really great people that I've found that, you know, I read everything in the market, but people I've found in social media and other and throughout my network around the world, I've got them together for this event. And it's it's really, I think, going to be the most extraordinary lineup that we've uh, ever had in the metals and mining, and as I say, at the perfect time. And the good news is not only can you see and listen and participate in all of this from the comfort of your your easy chair at home or or at your office, but you don't have to worry about missing a thing because every bit of it is going to be recorded and available only to conference attendees uh, forever. It's never going to be available outside that group. And uh, and not only that, the other advantage of being virtual is I can continue to provide value, have special webinars and panels and private Zoom calls with experts throughout the months to come and share these with the attendees, which I have already begun to do and will continue to do for months going on. And again, only shared with the registered attendees for the conference. Excellent. Well, I will put a link to that in the show notes. And also go check out Brian's newsletter at goldnewsletter.com. Brian, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for your insights today. Thanks, Bill. Always a pleasure. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. 
the mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks, don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can, do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.